We hope you enjoyed this episode. It's not that one. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Gig Two Podcast. I'm Chad Gay Economist, and tonight I'm talking to Brian, the Instacart Bulldog. How you doing, man? Doing well. Good to see you. Anybody in the uh, chat or watching uh, live? I I I did the wrong intro there. I did the outro from the Sunday show. <laughs> I was just telling Brian, like I had my friend, who's a professional voiceover artist, um, do the voiceover for both the Sunday show and the Wednesday show, and I just haven't made a video for the Wednesday show yet. So anyway. All right. So uh what's going on, man? It was a slow <laughs> day today. <laughs> really slow. Instacart was running a uh four dollar per batch promo between one and four PM. Think I could grab anything? No. Yeah. No, I gave yeah, up. Yeah. It has been super slow lately. I've been doing this experiment for the last month. This is the last week of it. I wanted to see because I hadn't done Instacart like hardly at all all summer. I was doing mostly Amazon Flex, and I mean, plus I had my um, PPP loan or grant really because you don't have to pay it back, um, and so I wasn't really hurting for money. So I've been taking it really easy this whole summer. I've been taking it easy this whole year, and then I was like, and this was before the so-called strike was announced. I was like, I want to see, I want to go back to Instacart because I kind of missed it. I wanted, I missed the days of doing it as a full-time job. So I'm like. I'm going to do Instacart 9 to 5 or 9 to 6, Monday through Friday only, not weekends. And I want to see, like, if I'm going to sit there and I only do, like, two batches a day, like, I'll do that for a month just to do it. And I will say the the app is, like, super, super slow compared to how it used to be. Like, you go, like, anywhere from, like, yeah. five minutes to a half hour with nothing in the queue. But then when something does show up, it's actually pretty good. So is it like that for you? Largely, yeah. Um, now, in my area, the weekends have been extremely busy because we're still in that summer tourist season, and mm-hmm. it is going really strong right now. So uh, during the week, like I take Monday and Tuesdays off, and then I get back into it on Wednesday and just get whatever I can. And then Thursday, I'm hitting pretty much my goal. Friday, I'm doing what I need to do. And then Saturday, I just go like gangbusters from like 8 a.m. to 9 or 10 p.m. and just pocket whatever I can. When I was making the the thumbnail for yours, I googled Pensacola and I got this picture. Yes. So that's, I assume that's the tourist strip. That's Pensacola Beach. And right. those high rises that you see right there are, are uh, Portofino. Mm-hmm. That's a uh, resort community there. Mm-hmm. It's got five or yeah, five towers. They're going to be building one or two more pretty soon, and then that should be completing that development. And then behind, you know, going backwards behind my head there, mm-hmm. uh, that's where um, a lot of the the main beach area is. Casino Beach, where a lot of people congregate. And it's absolutely beautiful. That whole strip yeah. through there is beautiful. And then if you go off to the right where those towers are off the screen, that's mm-hmm. the Gulf Islands National Seashore. And it's seven miles of pristine, untouched, uh, I, I'll call it wilderness, but it's just beach and dunes yeah. and, and 
beauty. And I love to, that's my favorite bicycle route right there. And that's uh, seven miles out to Navarre beach before you enter where the developed area is. And then you can keep going about four or five more miles to the pier. And that's a nice 40 mile ride from casino beach to Navarre beach. It's, it's great. Is there any stores on the strip there? Uh, only like restaurants and some, uh, gift shops and the like. Okay. But yeah. There, there, there's no grocery shopping. The grocery shopping is on the other side of the, of it's the, like the mainland. Sound. Yeah. Well, there's another Island between Pensacola and, and Pensacola beach. It's called Gulf breeze. And mm-hmm. that is a, uh, you have to go over a bridge to get there. So it, you're, you're, you're Island hopping to get to yeah. Pensacola hope it's a free. I hope it's free. Oh. Is there a toll? There's a $1 toll on the Bob Sykes Bridge one way going up from Gulf Breeze onto Pensacola Beach. Okay, so and, it's a, they it's, charge you to get to the beach, but you can go home for free. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and there's no charge for parking at the beach. It's all free. I don't know. Have you ever been out this way? Because I go out to Daytona Beach sometimes. Yep. Uh, to like, There's an Amazon warehouse out there, and every once in a while I do Amazon Flex uh, routes out of there. And there's like New Smyrna Beach, Daytona Beach, obviously. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, like New Smyrna Beach, there's this one spot where it's this like long strip, kind of like what we just saw there, except it's like yep. just like right on the coast, not like a sandbar or whatever, you know, like because you can you could tell it's like this. I kind of be nervous being out there, like especially there's a hurricane coming in that would just flood, you know. Well, look but, at those uh, evacuation zones and you'll see yeah. they're usually the first ones ordered out. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, but there's like a, they have Publix out there and there's this one long wow. road that like it dead ends at like a nature preserve or something. And so, and like, it'll actually say highway ends in seven miles. And like, I'll, when everything's Amazon flex block, sure enough, I always deliver to like the absolute last people at the end of the road. And then I got a deadhead all the way back, you know, <laughs> yeah. I've never, I've I've actually considered moving out there. I, this is something I wanted to ask you because I know you're not originally from Florida. Right, you're from up north, like me. Yeah, um, New Hampshire, I, live for your die. Yeah, and I'm from upstate New York. <laughs> and because uh, I thought about moving to Daytona or New Smyrna or something like that, I kind of like because whenever I go to the beach, that area, doing especially Amazon, uh, I was like, man, I love it out here. I could I could definitely live out here. I mean, it's it's definitely a lot of old people out there, and it's a lot of touristy stuff, but. Mm-hmm. I've, I've being in Facebook groups for Instacart and DoorDash and all that stuff. Like I've seen the people that live out in the beach communities, um, like Cocoa Beach. Um, like instead of just clean up out there, especially during the summer, you know, it's all the tourists. So, right. um, I don't know. Like, how did how did you end up in Pensacola Beach? I know you're from up north originally. I think we we talked about this on email, but. You know, I think the, we did. The, yeah. the view. Well, the viewers didn't see our, our email chain, so we got to no. start from the beginning. So, yeah, let's start at the beginning. So, uh, if you can kind of give us a elevator p- speech of you know you know where you're from originally and how you ended up in uh, Florida as like as other day jobs that you've had throughout the years and all that stuff. Sure. Well, uh, I, I came here from New Hampshire where I uh, spent 11 years on the radio there actually. Uh, co-hosted one show, and then I solo hosted another show for several years. I had a great time doing it. Uh, before that, I lived in Maryland, where I also worked in radio. That's where I got my start in Baltimore and worked uh, two of the talk radio stations there as a producer and uh, worked with some very great people, some some people that are uh, 
pretty popular in the industry and ha- had just had an absolute blast doing that. Uh, went to school in Connecticut before that, which is where I met who is now Mrs. Bulldog. And uh, before that, I lived in southern New Jersey, uh, which is where I grew up. So I've been kind of bounced all around. <laughs> and then yeah. Florida, I ended up here because because of a radio job. And then uh, in March of 2020, as the pandemic hit, I quit. Uh-huh. I just I couldn't take the stress of the job anymore. It was um, it was not an ideal situation. And my health was beginning to suffer because of it. High blood pressure issues and the like which of course is a high risk of COVID ironically. So I'm like, that's it. I'm out. And in three days, my blood pressure dropped not only to normal, but it went below normal to the optimal range. So it was, was, it was not a, not a decision I regret. How was radio stressful? Were you on, were you on air manager? I I was the department manager. Yeah. I I was, you were behind the scenes. No, I was on the air. I was a news anchor. I was actually the news director. So, yeah, it was. Um, ha- hey, I had a good run during those two years. Probably uh, the most uh, traumatic uh, story to cover was the terrorist attack on NAS Pensacola. Uh, that one woke me up out of the sleep and, you know, just had to jump into action and, and mm-hmm. was one of the first reporters uh, on, at, at the main gate when the officials started to give their initial briefings as to what was going on. And, you know, that that ended up to be a long, you know, I, which we knew that day was going to be a long running story because you have not only the initial impact of what happened, but then the follow up and, you know, so much information to follow after that. It's funny. Your story is kind of similar to Mike uh, Biseglia from the Mike Delivers podcast. And yeah, I like watching him on there, especially yeah. when he's on with you. Yeah, he um, he did sports radio in New York City. Yep. In fact, I could play his ad right here. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Mike Biseglia from the Mike Delivers Podcast. Check me out on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm an Uber Eats delivery driver, and what I do is I talk about my stories from the road, picking up food, dropping it off, guys coming out in their underwear, people coming out in their shower robe. If you're a gig economy driver, you know what it's been like. You know the deal. You know how it is out there on the road. So I love to give my stories and my perspective. Check it on out. It's the Mike Delivers Podcast. Get it wherever pods are found. Uh, so that was a, that was a free ad for Mike yep. Deliver's podcast. Um, yeah, uh, that's a good. His is just audio. Well, he does have video, but it's on a Patreon. But I think his Patreon is like four bucks a month. Uh, so self-employed investor journey. Me, if you haven't blocked me, Shannon Stricker. I'm new to Instagram. I haven't done my first batch yet. Well, you gotta. I would say watch uh, watch my training videos. Brian yes. has a bunch of training videos too. And uh, some of the old school Jet on the Go videos or Gig Tetris dude. Um, yep. Or uh, uh, the one thing I forgot to bring out here because I brought all this stuff. A friend of mine, Steve Levinsky, wrote a book. It's You can either get it as a physical hard copy or an ebook. It's called Shop Like a Pro and it's how to do Instacart and shipped. So. Well, I'll, 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 I can personally vouch for all those people that you mentioned, uh, and especially yourself, Chad, because you were actually one of the first uh, gig tubers that I started watching probably a little over a year ago. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, I picked up a few things along the way from you. That was quite a, uh, a change from going from radio to gig work. Was Instacart your first gig? 
Because I, I think you said you do DoorDash and Uber Eats and so yeah, Vice I Squad. yeah little little history behind it. I've actually worked in the supermarket industry too, in between radio jobs too. So when I was going to college in Connecticut. Uh, I worked for big Y supermarkets and I eventually became a front end manager there. And then around 2014, I worked at Market Basket in New Hampshire. And right after the strike had ended, that's a, a tremendous story. If you're not aware of it, someday I'll, I'll tell you about it. But uh, yeah, I, I worked for them for a few years in their hooks at store number 66. Shout out mm. to anybody there who might be watching. And so I've had several years in the grocery business, uh, including supervisory uh, uh, positions. So, you know, it, it's that's where I bring a lot of that experience forward into my own YouTube videos. But, yeah, I do um, uh, shift as well. A little bit, not not a whole lot. Uh, but I do Uber Eats, Grubhub and Waiter, which is known as Bite Squad in other parts of the country. Uh, before I started doing this gig work, I was also doing um, website development too. And I only have like two or three clients that I take care of now just because I don't have the time to put into it. Plus my skills are like horrendously outdated. So I don't even take on new business. And, you know, I've had pe somebody just asked me recently. And I'm like, no, I can't. I don't have the time. I don't have the skills. I'm just going to disappoint you if I try to even take this one on. So, um, but anyway, I, I did that. And, and in fact, when my first uh, daughter was born, I, I was a stay at home dad for a couple of years and made my money entirely just working at home. So, yeah, I've been kind of doing gig work in a way since 2000, really, and yeah. then got into the Instacart thing in March of 2020 after taking some time off after leaving that radio job so that I can figure out what I wanted to do. I figured, oh, I'll do Instacart work because they were talking about doing a strike back then. I said, oh, they're doing a strike. <laughs> OK, opening for me. Here I go. And so I did. And uh I thought I was only going to do it for a few months, and here I am, seventeen months later, and and enjoying all every bit of it. I know you you joined right when the shit hit the fan because I remember, <laughs> yeah, that, those first few weeks there. Actually, I'll bring up a uh, spreadsheet, and uh, like my my earnings was like this huge spike, and then it came right back down because Instacart hired like anybody with a pulse. I'll have to see if I can. Uh, you sure they had pulses? There's a, quite yeah. a few out there. I wonder about. <laughs> I got to find, uh, anyway, um, so you, you go into gig work and you've, you've been doing that ever since, for, well, like for the last 18 months or so. Yeah. Okay. I like being my own boss, you know, yeah. here, we here's all what do. I love. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's why a lot of us do it. My, my main thing, this is what I tell people is because customers will ask me about it too. You know, what is it that you like so much? I said, there's no emails. There's no phone calls. No meetings. My car is my office, and nobody's allowed in it. Right. That's why I love doing what I do. Because I know you do Uber rideshare. I do Uber Eats, and I don't do the rideshare. Oh, uh, I don't. Again, I don't do. I, I don't do the rideshare anymore. Oh, you don't? No. <laughs> you, you did. I did that. Interesting the, videos from it, though. <laughs> I did the lift. I was doing when I actually Uber rideshare was the first gig job that I started in. 2017 like in the spring okay and um i just doing it on the weekends even though i had a day job all right i found that that spreadsheet i was talking about so anyway so if anybody knows spreadsheets chad does <laughs> you know i'm gonna send you i don't know if you would use these or not but i'll send you the the templates i sell these on my 
my uh, online store. Yeah. In uh, fact, it, I was watching one of your videos about spreadsheets and tracking your earnings and especially how you track your ratings, which inspired me to create my own that I do. Oh, we can talk uh, about ratings, too. Oh, th- this thing's blank. I, I, I can't find it right this second. But <laughs> anyway, um, so what made you want to start a YouTube channel? I just feel, you know, because I'm passionate about what I do. And I just want to try to help others who want to do well, because we are in a very challenging time. And that rating system, what it has been, and even what it is today, has just been total nightmare to deal with. And I wanted to use my good fortune, because I've had a great summer. Uh, I mean, I've had a great run all year long, actually, even after the uh, vaccinations came out. My business still remained very strong. And yeah, I have my my dips on, on certain days, but you know, I've been able to I've been working four day work weeks all summer long. And they're long days, don't get me wrong, but I just wanted to share some of that success that I've had. You know, the things that work for me on getting out of uh, the ratings hole or uh, things that have kept me at those five stars, which is now all thumbs up. And I, I just, again, like to help people, and that's my motivation to do it. Cool. Yeah, I, I guess started getting into it because there wasn't anybody else doing it. All right, so this is um, these are the spreadsheets I wanted to show you, or show everybody, really. All right, so this, well, we're looking, all right, so this is 2021. Mm-hmm. You can see there's, like, huge gaps here of when I wasn't working. And let me show you 2020. Now, this is just Instacart, right? Yeah, this is just Instacart. Okay. And actually, let me do earnings by week. Okay. So this is COVID hits like right about here. And you can see my earnings go way up and I'm making like 700 bucks. And then they come right back down. <laughs> and then wow. for like a few weeks here, I'm getting like nothing, like 100 bucks a week because Instacart's just oversaturated. And then they come out with PUA. So I just start collecting that and then I just take this is all time off that I took off and you know, I can see like for a while here for a lot of um, the end of 2020, I was, this one has multi-app and I'm doing Instacart because everything's oversaturated. So I'm doing Instacart, Amazon flex, DoorDash, uh, you name it. And then 2021 uh, I start getting Instacart. I'm doing Instacart pretty much full time at the beginning of the year. And then, I got my PPP loan or grant. And so I, again, I just take all this time off. So I don't really need it. Mm-hmm. And I come back and I'm multi-apping and like this spike right here, uh, is when I'm doing my, uh, experiment and you can see the like, first one right up here, I was making about $800 over $800 that first, that first week of the experiment. So anyway, we can, we can, uh, crunch. We need gig. I don't know if you watch gig IQ, Dr. A, I do um, not know. Uh, you should check him out. Uh, he doesn't do. I wish I though. could watch more people. I really do, but I mean, I, I've got it narrowed down basically uh, mm-hmm. to, to to several people. That's all I have time for, unfortunately. So <laughs> yeah. Um, I I did a, a counseling or one on one like with a professional YouTube, um, not insider, but you know, like a social media strategist, I guess you could say. And he said, you have to be able to answer the four W questions when somebody 
asked you about your channel. So I'll ask that I'll ask you them. I'll ask you all four, and then we'll go over one by one. All so right. The four the four W's are, you know, you got to be able to like. Ideally, you should know the answers to these as soon as somebody asks them. But it's like, so if you're somebody asks you about your channel, you got to answer who you are, what your channel's about, who's your target audience, and why should people watch you. So, who who are you? I'm Bulldog. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm tenacious and I'm passionate about what I do. That that's who I am. By the way, how did you get the the nickname Instacart Bulldog? All right, so if you look over my shoulder, right. Let's see if I can do this. This is fun. That uh, picture that up on that shelf. Yeah, no, no, the picture on the second uh, sh- uh, on that shelf that I'm yeah. pointing at right there. You can't really see it. I have to would have to grab it that guy uh, ron smith he was a very successful talk show host in baltimore wbal radio and he passed away of pancreatic cancer uh several years ago and i was his producer and he always liked to give his producers a nickname so when i came in it took a couple of weeks and then one day some guy says man your producer's tough he's tenacious he asks a lot of hard questions and ron he's got a bulldog type personality and then Ron said, that's it. That's his nickname, Bulldog. And it stayed. <laughs> the day I went to close on buying our first house, this guy was there. He was a mortgage broker for somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> he said, Brian, I'm your father. I said, what are you talking about? He says, do you remember me? I said, Tell me more. And then he told me. And it was like, yeah, there it is. It was funny. <laughs> Uh, okay, so what's your channel about? Well, it's about uh, tips and tricks uh, to to help fellow Instacart shoppers out to do better at what they do, to provide great customer service, to earn more money for themselves, and stay out of ratings hell. And who's your target audience? The same thing, you know, the <laughs> Instacart shoppers, uh, yeah. and mainly Instacart shoppers. Even though I do other apps. I haven't gotten into doing videos for those others. Although I do have one topic that I probably will be working on soon because it can help Instacart shoppers. It's something that happened to me doing an Uber Eats order on Saturday. Uh Yeah. And why should people watch you? Because they can make more money and avoid some of the mistakes that I have made. Mm. You know, that's really it. And, And there's nothing more rewarding than reading those five-star reviews or those thumbs-up comments about what a good job you did. And if it's because I gave you uh, some help along the way, I did my job. Speaking of ratings, I keep track of all my my ratings. I posted this mm-hmm. on Facebook. Actually, I posted it on the my Instacart, or Instacart, my YouTube uh, community tab. Oh, let's see if I can bring this up here. I... The problem with whenever I use StreamYard is it makes everything lag terribly. All right, so uh, let me show you guys this. So this is, I keep, every day I go into the Instacart app and write down, uh, you know, how many five stars I got, four stars, three stars, and all that. And, like, this spreadsheet, it will automatically calculate the average, even though it has the average in the in the app, obviously. So, like, the bar graph is how many total ratings I got, and then the line graph is my star rating. So, this is, like, going back to January, February. And you can see for a while here, I have pretty much 5.0, like, all summer. I'm getting 67 people 
every day to rate me. And then it comes down in May and then June, July. I mean, well, I wasn't really working, so it just stayed at 5.0. And then this is, you can see the bar graph go down. Yeah. Here. This is when I first started coming back uh, like three weeks ago. And I'm just like, why is nobody rating me? And it dropped as low as 18 total ratings when my yep. high was 70. Yeah. And then I just had like one or two hiccups, like where people were like really picky. And all of a sudden I was getting, you can see I got like a four star and then two or I have three, four stars right now, a three star, mm-hmm. I have a one star that's forgiven. But you can see, so yep. it goes down and then it starts coming back up, which is really interesting. And I haven't really done anything differently since then. Because uh, like, you know, most of, if we have a, a face-to-face handoff, I always like, I say to the customer, if you if you can rate me five stars, it really helps. And also I have these stickers, which I, I should have printed these out a long time ago. These are my, my website. It says, how is your, I made these for when I was doing DoorDash, but it doesn't actually, yep. it doesn't say DoorDash Uber Eats on it. It doesn't actually tell you to rate me. It just says, how is your delivery? And there's five red stars here. And it's five reasons that you should rate me five stars. So it's fresh, tasty food, correct order, timely delivery, insulated bag, friendly, professional driver. And uh, what I'll do is, uh, like, so it's a sticker. So I can just slap it on one of the bags. Because, like, so many, unless somebody buys alcohol, I almost never do face-to-face handoff anymore. Yeah, they're um, they're they're few and far between. I did one today, and actually, it was for a kind of an older lady. Let's see if I'll bring this up here, and because uh, she had a big she had a big order, and I had of course a lot of things are out of stock right now, so I was sending her the is this this is out of stock, and fortunately, most of the stuff that she already had her uh, replacements selected, which I wish everybody would do that, so. When I got to her, her house, yes. I wheeled it inside with my wagon, and she doubled the tip, I think, from 5% to 10%. So There you go. It went from $11 to $21. I made $43. And then this was an add-on batch. You've noticed that you're, I, it took me a while to figure this out, where it says adjustments, other. Do you get, yeah, are you I getting add-on that. batches? We're like you're I, about to start shopping, and it'll say, "Hey, do you want to? We'll, we'll throw you another batch while you're shopping this batch." Yeah, uh, not while I'm shopping, but before I actually hit the. Oh start yeah, shopping yeah, that's what button. I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah right yeah, before yeah. you start shopping. Yeah, I've gotten those. In fact, when that feature first rolled out about a year ago, I loved it. And because one time I took a chance, I drove a half an hour for an eighteen dollar batch. I said, "Well, maybe something good will happen along the way." I get to the next traffic light. Literally a fifty-four dollar batch pops up to add on. I said, as an add-on, wow! Yes, heck yeah! I took what store that, was that it? Publix and Golf Breeze. Must have been a huge order. They were they were both very good orders. Uh, I can't remember how big it was at this you know right now, but it was just it was exciting payout. Let me tell you, I, I loved it. But lately, I've been noticing. So so anyway, the add-on feature did go away for several months, and then. It, all of a sudden just came back and the last couple of weeks, every time they've tried to throw an add on, I rejected it because they're either low tip or no tip orders. And Mm. one time I, I accepted one. I thought I was only accepting one add on order and it was a low tip amount. They, I didn't see it on the map. 
because it they, they they didn't give a complete map view. There was a second add-on order to that that was a no tipper, and I got stuck with that, and mm. that made me mad. I, I just felt dirty after doing that, and <laughs> and so I'm like, that's it. If I if I have any sense that this is going to be a low tip or no tip order, I'm just going to reject it summarily. And and I've done that several times. But people will tip at the door or they'll tip after delivery. No, they won't. (laughs) (laughs) That hasn't happened to me in 16 months. It used to happen very early on. In fact, I had my very first time where I experienced that. It was a $50 cash tip at the door. Um, And that has not happened too many times since. When I stopped doing the no tip orders was earlier this year, I would say. It probably like around no, it was last fall. Yeah, it was sometime last fall. There was this one customer who I did a no tip order for because it was a it was a, a chance I was willing to take. And they they tipped all right. It was a twenty, twenty five dollar tip at the end. I said, Okay, I'll do that again. This is when you used to be able to see the names of the customers before oh, you accepted yeah. the order. So then now, uh, I, I you would you wouldn't see the names, you would see the address. Really? Uh, I don't I, I only I've saw never names. seen really? Uh, yeah. I when I first started doing Instacart three years ago, but it was kind of like Uber Eats or DoorDash where they offered the batch to you. It was right. an open free for all queue, right? And you could actually zoom in on the map, and it would actually have the exact street address and the apartment number if there was an apartment. Huh. And I used to keep—I don't know if I still have it on my phone—but I had a blacklist of "do not deliver these." These are no tippers. <laughs> They're people that I delivered to at least twice, and they didn't tip. So I'm like, all right, I'm never delivering them again. Wow. I had, and there was one. Um, there was one kid at uh, UCF that every time I would deliver to him, he would. Mark, everything is damaged or missing. Like, he just would commit total fraud and then give me one star. And then I was like, oh, fuck that guy, you know? So <laughs> Yeah, right. Um, so I, I, I delivered to this other customer uh, two more times and, again, got, got decent tips out of it. And then one day, it hit. They weren't happy with the corn that I got. Now, this corn, <laughs> these ears of corn were inspected by the public's produce empl- manager, produce manager, who said, yeah, this is fine. And I looked at it and said, yep, it's fine. And she reported that damage as well as whatever else was in the bag damaged and then gave me a one star rating and no tip. I'm like, that's it. I'm done with you. I get what this is all about now. And then a couple of weeks later, I tried it again in another zone and it was a, it was a no tip order. It was like an apartment complex almost across the street from the store. No tip on that. I said, Nope, no more. That's it. And that's when I stopped. So I think it was maybe several months into the gig. That's when I realized I'm not doing any more no tip orders because they are just too dangerous. <laughs> it took you that long to figure it out. <laughs> well, because I had been doing okay up to that point. But mm-hmm. then I realized that after about three times of that, no, nah, no, nah, I see the pattern here. I, I'm good yeah. at picking up patterns pretty quick. I don't know what the demographics are where you live, but I mean, you, if you can know how to read the map and like, you know, that it's going to a low income neighborhood or something, it's like the chances of not, it's not only not getting tipped, but getting, you know, this, this crap, these fraud, missing item, wrong item, damaged yep. items. This this really this is one from yesterday. I don't know if you can see the top one here. It says missing item, and it's uh yeah. like it's like the shelf bacon like that. yes that fully cooked stuff that's yeah. not refrigerated. 
The guy yeah. wanted the apple wood smoked version, and they just had like the original flavor or whatever. So I, mm-hmm. I replaced it, and he was okay with it. But then he, he still did as a missing item report. And I'm like, <sighs> how can you even? First of all, if I replaced it, you can't you can't say that it's missing. Like they shouldn't even have that option. It's not it's not that it's right. missing. It's that it was replaced. And like this yeah. other one down here for wrong item, like it's uh, some chips from Aldi. It was exactly what this lady wanted. Yeah, I've Damaged gotten those too. <laughs> yeah. Or, I, then, or uh, the one that really kicks me good is when they report something as damaged or missing that they never even bought. Yeah, exactly. Or like, I love it. It's like, how did you get away with that one? The bottom one here, the second one, it's like a strainer or colander or whatever. This this is the the one star that I got a few weeks ago, and it's because a lady was it was a big order, probably thirty or forty items, and it's just one of those days where half the stuff they maybe not half, but you know, it seems like half of like what they want is out of stock, and I'm hitting is out of stock. Do you want to, and they didn't specify replacements, and I'm sending the messages, and then she's not responding. So I do as I I know you've made I think an entire video about this. Is that when you're about to check out, you call them yep. to be like, hey, I had to replace a bunch of stuff. And they still don't call back. And then when you drop it off at the door, nobody's home. Nobody answers the door. So, I don't know. This particular, this colander, I don't remember it being like super expensive, but I'm just like, hmm, do I give them an, like, it was more or less the same price and more or less the same type of item. But I don't know. So I think on those orders, those batches where like those big batches, which it happens every once in a while where it could be 30, 40, 50 items. And if just like it could be anywhere up to like 10% of what they want is out of stock. Mm-hmm. And it makes you feel like an idiot because the customer is thinking like this dude doesn't know what the heck. He doesn't know where anything is. Uh, you know, that's when I start sending pictures of the shelves. Yeah. You know, and it's everywhere. Gatorade and now those little box juices, those little Apple and Eve uh, box oh, yeah. juices and Capri Suns, they're all usually in the same section, at least in Publix they are. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's like, okay, that's half the aisle right there. So I just take a picture and say, this is the the ghost town that I'm shopping in for you. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I love sending them a picture of like a half empty shelf so they can say like, hey, I'm not an idiot, like nothing's here. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's a... Uh, I mean, that's how it was back in March, April last year when COVID first hit, and especially anybody who wanted toilet paper or paper towels. <laughs> yes. An entire an entire aisle <laughs> of just empty shelves, you know? I, know. I, I never understood the, the run on toilet paper and paper towels. I'm like... Me neither. Uh, paper I towels can, I can understand for cleaning because everybody was weird about surf, touching surfaces and touching everything. You know, oh, yeah. that, I can understand that. But the toilet paper, I mean, if you need that much toilet paper, something was seriously wrong with you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think it's a I think it's a Florida mentality because I don't know if you've been well, you haven't done Instacart when there's a hurricane coming. Yes, in. I have. Okay, you have Hurricane Whenever Sally there, last year. Yeah. Yeah, when there's a hurricane coming, everybody stocks up on bottled water and toilet paper and can anything that comes in a can. Bottled water's the first thing bread, that flies out the yeah, door. Yeah. Bottled water definitely. Um <laughs> Bread. I remember, yep. like, oh, I have yeah. a picture. I could probably find it, but I have a picture. It was from a few years ago when a hurricane was coming. And, like, the only bread left was, like, the super expensive, like, Dave's killer bread. 
You know, that stuff is like six dollars a loaf. <laughs> right. I I I don't know what the the demographics are where you live, but like where I live in, uh, there's this this gated community called Heathrow. Actually, the whole west side of Sanford and Lake Mary, it's like very really really well off. Like mansions, I've seen people with Lamborghinis and McLarens in their driveway or really in their garage. Um, right. And like, not even those people want. Well, actually, okay, those those are the people that buy Dave's Killer Bread or, you know, whatever um, the super uppity expensive bread is, you know. Uh, but, you know, uh, it, it, those, those kind of deliveries are fun. Do you have those? I, what's, oh, give, we me have like a, a, give me like an overview of like the demographic area because I've never been to Pensacola. Cause I'm, I mean, I know there's a Navy station there. Right. So I would imagine there's got to be – you probably have a little bit of everything there. Probably low income, middle we class, do. rich this, people. This is the redneck Riviera, as we affectionately call it, because um, <laughs> <laughs> our, our cost of living in this part of Florida is actually very low, which is very attractive to a lot of people. We don't have uh, as many of the snowbirds as, say, you do in central Florida or even further south. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, ours is more of a steady year round economy. We do have a lot of military families here uh, because we do have. Um, several military installations, the three big ones being NAS Pensacola, Hurlburt Field, and Eglin Air Force Base. Uh, they're the big drivers around here. Then you have several other th- things like Whiting Field and, and some other outlying fields in the area. So you have uh, that. So you have a lot of the younger people. Then you have a lot of the just normal working class people, you know, the 25 to 55, 60, whatever. And then you have your set of retirees, which is, you know, those are people that live in those senior housing complexes, uh, a a lot of, or maybe some people have lived in these houses all their lives and this is where they're going to die kind of thing. But, um, it's really a good mix and especially of income levels too. Um, you were saying earlier about the uh, tipping, worried about where the tipping is. I can I can almost tell you where the cheapest tippers are going to be, and they're going to be in those beachfront $5 million homes that in those gated communities, and they're the ones that are going to tip you not even 5% and then report things as, as, <laughs> as missing or damaged that they never even bought. So those are the kind of people... I, I have delivered to people that looks like they needed their lawn cut in three months, and they're the ones that are tipping you 20%, uh, sometimes even more. I mean, they're they're just the really appreciative ones, because I guess maybe because they know what it's like to, to work hard, too. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah it, it, it's definitely you, you do learn those dynamics after a while, you know, what neighborhoods you tend to do well, and you just say, you know what? I am not shopping that fresh market order for you for a $2 tip. That's going to make me drive seven miles away. You can go buy it yourself. I had one today. I kid you not. It was a 50 cent tip to deliver (laughs) 7.7 miles. I'm like, no, not for one item. I'm not even going to consider it. No way. They're just going by the default 5% tip, you know? Oh my gosh. You know, that that, yeah. that one, when I wrote my email to Fiji, you know, the mm-hmm. new CEO, uh, that was like one of the first things I mentioned in that email was like, change that default tip to at least 10%. Yeah, you know? I, I guess it, that's what it used to be when they first started out. That's what so, I'm hearing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I, I, I came into Instacart um, 
2018, and they said, but all the gig workers collective, those types of people, what they're so-called striking for, is they want to go back to those 2018 days because you were paid like by the item, and by I think they were paid by the item, but not the units. So, um, right. I when I was talking to um, uh, the cheapster. Last week, because he said that mm-hmm. he got an order way back in the early days of Instacart. It was like 40, 40 uh, gallons of bottled water, like individual bottled water gallons, you know? Yeah. And, but he, so he only got paid for like just, he just got the one credit and not for 40 of them. <laughs> right. <laughs> there was no heavy pay on that order, was there? I think they had heavy pay, but it wasn't quite the hmm. same. I don't know. It was, and then like as soon as I started is when they changed it over to getting paid by the batch. And then at the time they were doing the same thing as like DoorDash was doing where they were subsidizing the tip or whatever, where like when I first started, when I first joined Instacart, the minimum pay on every batch was $10, which is actually Hmm. really good. And then all these, these gig worker collective people were like, no, we want to get paid by like, stop stealing our tips. Cause they were doing like this kind of tip pool kind of thing, you know? And DoorDash was the same way. When I first started doing DoorDash, the minimum pay on every order was six dollars which again is really good by today's standards uh you know that and that could include a tip or it might not but so then they changed it to they lowered the base pay to seven and then they stopped stealing our tips and all you know (laughs) the rest is history i was like man i was making with doordash i was definitely making more money when they were stealing our tips (laughs) (laughs) yeah now they hide the tips right yeah. yeah, well, I I watch. Uh, yeah, I watch. It has gig to be Mom. over a certain amount. Yeah, yeah, I'll watch Gig Mom and I'll watch uh, Pedro, DoorDash, Santiago, uh, mm-hmm. and and I see how the tips just you know it's like six dollars and fifty cents. You see that, then you grab that order, you know, because there's yeah. a, there's usually a hidden tip in there. And I just had this conversation with a friend of mine who was looking uh, which app do I want to do my food delivery uh, on? Do I want to do DoorDash? Do I want to do Uber Eats? Do I want to do Grubhub? And I told him, I said, well, I said, if you if you're going to tip up front to get faster service, do it on Uber Eats or Grubhub because, you know, they'll show us that up front. DoorDash, they won't. So if you think that you're tipping a big amount so you can get your order faster, that's not going to happen because the driver is not going to see that until after the delivery. Yep. And uh, well, we, we did a story about this on my Sunday show a couple weeks ago. Is that California passed a law that said they can't hide the tips anymore? But so it's only in California. But a lot of blue states are, are going to follow. I think New York City, like, or maybe not blue states, but blue cities. So, like in New York City, DoorDash isn't going to be hide the tip anymore. But I mean, they might take it to court or you know just not do it or whatever. But um, I always wonder yeah, what the unintended be, consequences are of such yeah. legislation, though. That's yeah. always been my question. Well, I I said this on the Sunday show. I said, you know, as much as I hate government intervention and stuff like, and all these regulations and stuff, it's like, you know, th- these gig companies need to get wise because if they're not going to listen to like gig workers collective and stuff like that, is that they're going to go whine and complain to the government, and if they do it enough, or if they, you know, chip it enough for campaigns or whatever, they're eventually going to get their way. So it's like you can either capitulate now or you can capitulate a few years from now when the government you know has a perpetual or proverbial boot on your neck you know 
Right, exactly. Then watch the PR game change real quick in that yeah. corporate office. You know, mm-hmm. it's uh, yeah. It, it, you do wonder sometimes where their PR uh, team actually is because Instacart's really uh, they, they've had a lot of opportunities to say things and they just have not. You know, anytime there's a controversy about the bots or uh, you know, in this what's what they're talking about now with you know people seeing lower batch pay and the like. Yeah, yeah, they they should be out in front of it, but mm-hmm. you know, there's people with college degrees that are making more money than me that <laughs> don't know what they're doing. So, yeah. who, who am I? I'm just the media guy. I think the uh, I think the bot threat is a little overrated or overblown or whatever, because it's not like the, the people using bots are just like stealing money. It's like they're just well, I saw them steal jumping. one of your orders. Yeah, you had a bot snatcher take one of yours. <laughs> You know, I think, I mean, maybe. I, I actually got the idea for that from Gig Tetris, dude. And I, I don't know if a bot actually took it. I okay. It's probably not. It's probably just the app glitching, which uh, I should have asked you about this, is ever since the new, when they changed everything now so that the Instacart kind of works like, I well, if you've never done Rideshare, but like there's... At Disney and Universal and even airports, they all have a queue. It's like a geo fence, and it's like if you park in a certain area, you'll see on your phone, it'll say, your place in queue. And every time a driver leaves, you know, either to pick somebody up or leaves, it'll tick down. And it'll say, so, like, you pull in, and it'll say, you're number 41. Hmm. And then it'll tick down until, like, you're next in line. And, like, it's easy at the airport, but, like, at Disney, like, there's so many resorts spread out all over the place like each individual park within the park will have its own queue i mean it's usually only three or four cars but you might sit there for like an hour and i i I came up with this idea like two years ago i said what they should do is they should have the exact same thing with a store just have like you know and like you pull up to a store and it'll like you like just do first come first serve and it'll say shoppers ahead of you like your place in line and they should and they used to have a heat map which I wish they would bring that back because now that we have the maps, they kind of do. I saw it one time and I went to it and there was nothing there. You know, was, that was ridiculous. <laughs> I've never, I haven't seen a heat map on Instacart in years. Not since they went to on demand. Um, I, I'm sure I got screenshots in my archive somewhere, but like on Sundays, you would like certain stores would just have like this huge red just be covered in red because the just orders just coming in like that. Mm. I mean, this is way, this is like 2018, 2019, well before COVID. And I'd be like, but although it's kind of pointless because it's not like, it's not like how it is now where they, they did everything on your location. And so, and it's funny. Cause like I'm down to, what am I? I think I'm 4.91 right now, which is actually pretty terrible by my, Ouch. I mean, Yeah. I'm at and 4. you're still 9. on that five stars. Uh, you're, yeah, yeah, you're still on that star rating system. At least I got 53 people to rate me. Um, yeah, so like you can see, I this map is so misleading because it makes you think that there's so many opportunities, you know, especially all the right. 7-Elevens. Like, look at all these Publixes, you know. Um, it makes you think, like, just drive anywhere and you're going to get an order. But the seven, like Seven Eleven and Walgreens on every corner, you know, those are huge teases. Like I almost, ne- I see like Seven Eleven like once or twice a week tops. Same thing with Walgreens. 
Yeah, I, I'm I'm just pulling up my map too, just to mm-hmm. show you. Um, don't know if I can really dim translate. The oh, there you yeah, go. there we go. Yeah, and uh, all those CVS, yeah, yeah, and, and public stores. Mm-hmm. There's like 12 public stores within 20 20 mile drive of me. Uh, 20 minute drive, 20 to 35 minutes. If I go 35 minutes, there's 14 public stores. This, I hate the way they did this new update. You have to be within a mile of the store in order to see the batches. And it's like, well, I don't know where I want to be today. It's like, I don't want to be, I want to follow the money. And I used to be sit right here at home, right smack dab in the middle of where all the the stores are. And I can shoot anywhere uh, 10 minutes to 20 minutes to 35 minutes and, you know, get those good dollar batches to get me started. And I'll go hang out in that part of town for a little bit. And then something will drag me back over this way. And it, it was a fun day. I never knew where I was going to end up today. It's like, well, gee, maybe I'll go sit over here for an hour and see if anything <laughs> happens. <laughs> that's yeah. why I'm that's why I'm doing a lot of multi apping. How Instacart still my my biggest driver of income? I don't know. <laughs> I really don't yeah. sometimes. Yeah, I was chatting with uh, support this morning, and I asked him, uh, like I was saying, hey, I haven't seen a batch in a while. And what what they used to do is there was a I forget what they called it, but they said they would like um, refresh your account or reset your something like that. So it's like it would make the system think yeah. you were five for the day. So even if, if you had a lousy <laughs> rating, like all of a sudden you would start seeing batches again. And the guy I was talking to said, oh, the algorithm doesn't work like that anymore. It just goes by location. So he's like, just drive to a popular store, which I think that could actually backfire in Instacart because if everybody's just camping out at Publix and Aldi and Costco, then there's nobody around to take the Walgreens or the 7-Elevens or CVS, God yeah. forbid, Sephora or... <laughs> Uh, Actually, restaurant those can be depot. cushy orders. Those can be really cushy orders because the staff in there is so helpful. Because look, I'm a guy. What do I know about makeup or anything like that, right? So I go in and they're like, "Well, what can we do to help you?" I said, "I'm doing Instacart shopping. I have no idea what the heck this is." Oh, and they'll go get it right off the shelf, and it's like a sixty dollar item or something, uh, and I'm well. getting a twenty percent tip on that. Heck yeah, those are great orders. I'll do that. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't done a Sephora order, and I, I I think I've seen like one or two ever. There, there's no stores close to me. Um, oh, there's there's one in the mall, right? Right, actually, right near probably our busiest yeah. Publix. Yeah, yeah. There's one in Altamont Springs, but I I don't get down there too much unless like, well, actually, like today I was doing Whole Foods through Amazon Flex, and it's right next to a mall, and there's a Sephora in there and all that stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of like. The weirdest place I've ever done. Um, Family Dollar. I see. I see the orders, but I don't take them. I've Um, done a couple of Family Dollars just because the payouts were worth it. I was nearby, so it makes sense. Um, Especially when they add peak boost pay. There was one I waited for the peak boost to keep going up and up and up and up, and it did. Mm -hmm. It did quite rapidly too. Okay. I'm at the point. I'll take it now. And uh, so I did that. Uh, let's see. I've never done a Dollar Tree order. I've done some CVS, some Walmarts. I haven't done a Big Lots order yet. Um, th- those are floating around out there. And I did a Big Lots last year, and it was only like five items. I'm like, oh, I'll be in and out. And it took me like a half hour. <laughs> Especially because it was like they wanted like patio chairs and the exact 
SKU that they wanted was out of stock. So I'm like, here's one that's very similar. I'm like taking pictures and like, it, so, I wish we could just FaceTime the customers and be like, it's such a, yeah, it's, right. There's this huge lag of like, we send them a message and a picture and I don't know about your phone, but every time I send a pit, like where it says, take a picture of the shelf, it, the app will lag and it, like, it'll do the view diagnostics. Does, does yours do that? Uh. That that will happen sometimes, yeah. It, it depends on the um, the cell signal coverage. Like the Fresh Market here in Pensacola has that problem. It's a hellish place to shop because of the signal. You have to stand in like certain spots in the aisle in order to get any kind of reception. That's how otherwise uh, Costco. There's a Costco in Altamont Springs, and the entire store is like a cell phone black hole, and there's no Wi-Fi in there. So right. what you have to do is you have to basically you have to like look at your phone like at the door and then go find the stuff and then come back towards the door. Leo wants to be on camera. Hey, um, kitty cat. Leo, I got an orange tabby also. Yeah, he, him and his brother they had to go to the vet yesterday or Monday. So um, yeah, but it's funny. This Costco is just a cell phone black hole so it's like you have to go hunt for something and then you don't even bother scanning it you got to bring it all the way back towards like the door and like i'm like getting so close to the door security things i'm trying to walk out i'm like no i don't get a signal in here i actually went out and bought a 5g phone so i'm like oh that'll fix the issue and no it does i mean i hardly ever do costco i do them only a few times a year because i think the bot users all they they grab all the costco orders so when I do see a Costco order in there, it's usually it's it's terrible. It's like something that nobody would take. It's like a reasonable pay and like it's only like, you know, maybe 10, 15, 20 items with, you know, maybe 10, 15 dollars. But then it's like going 15, 20 miles in the middle of nowhere. I'm just like, no, I'm not taking that. But yeah, um, like closer to me in Sanford, there's BJ's and I like. Yep. I, have one I, too I, I like B- it's funny. The, I don't know if you saw my. um ride along video the other day i had two orders at bj's that day and i'm like oh they only want five things this would be a quick in and out and of course the five things they want i couldn't find they're all weird weird uh just stuff that's uh, it's funny i saw was it a prepaid order because that's the thing that's starting to annoy me with doing bj's orders a lot of them are prepaid now through the they're they're shopped through the um or they're ordered through the uh, bj's.com and then by the time we get it it's we get that message saying the customer is not using the instacart app but you can still chat with them but the customer can't rate you either so Uh if you have any items that don't scan you must refund it and i guess they're weird about replacements too i i ran into a big problem trying to do one one day i said i'm sorry they've got an item here but support's telling me i have to refund it so Paul, uh, paul bond says hey bulldog do you think we have bots in pensacola yes i do have you now, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why I think that. I used to see a lot of uh, $40 orders, even an occasional $80, $90, orders. And I know who those customers are, too. I mean, I don't know them personally, but I mean, I've done a couple of those orders. I've been fortunate. Thank you. Um, but I don't see them anymore. And I And those people fit the profile of not being 
out there despite the vaccinations and stuff. They're, these are mm-hmm. people that do it for convenience uh, or whatnot because of necessity and the like. I'm not seeing those orders. I'm not seeing anything much above $30 anymore. So yeah, um, I, I do think they're active around here. Yeah. I wanted to uh, show a few things. Um, th- I don't know if you do double and triples, but if you do, I try to avoid triples now just because yeah. they're, they're headaches. I'll do a double. I, I mean, I'll do any of anything if the payout is right, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. yeah. If like, if you need more than one cart and then like, Usually, what I it just depends on how big the orders are. Like, right. if I can, you know, the little green hand baskets. Mm-hmm. Like, if it, like, because I'll scroll through the items and look to see, like, maybe they only want nine items, but it's like, you know, nine, you know, uh, like a gallon of sweet tea, a gallon of lemonade, a two liter of soda. Like, that's not going to fit. So I'm like, I'm just going to get a whole, get a cake and get a package yeah. of donuts yeah. and the like. Yeah, yeah that's going to take up a lot of real estate. Yeah. So anyway, I, I think I've showed this in some of my uh, ride along videos. But if you have to use more than one cart, print out a sign like this. It says, "This shopping cart is being used by an Instacart shopper who is shopping for multiple customers. Please do not move the cart or remove items. The shopper will be back shortly. Thank you." I actually have another one of these where it says, <laughs> "There's a reason a- why you made that, isn't there?" Yeah, it, it, I have another one that says, "If this is a problem, page Chad with Instacart or." Or it says, or text or call me, and it has my number on it, but obviously I'm not going to show that on the internet. Um, Right. It was funny because twice I've got burned on where I was doing a double or triple at a store I had never shopped at, so nobody there knew me. And I forgot to bring these signs in with me, and I'm just like, ah, it'll be fine. And then sure enough, I go to check out, and like my cart's gone. And no, it wasn't a ride-along video, but... (laughs) Like I just had to cancel the batch. So I'm like I'm not shopping everything. Like, I don't have I don't have the oh, the items in front of me. No. So yeah, definitely recommend. Or it doesn't even have to be a, a double or triple. Just be like a really big batch where you, like the customer wants like such big stuff. It's not going to fit in one cart. Print print out a sign like this and like this is like a little plastic like sleeve for like yeah. a three ring binder. Or I mean you could just take it to Kinkos and laminate it if you want. Um, uh, of course, I got my lanyard. My BJ sells laminating yeah. machines now. Oh, do they? For like forty bucks? Yeah. Uh, I'm not gonna pay forty bucks. I'm only gonna use one. I'm just. I guess you could use yeah, it and then return it. I'm just saying. It. My I mother my, used to uh, laminate everything. I got my Orlando City lanyard, and huh. uh, with the uh, I forget the name of this Gear Beast cell phone holster, and then credit card pocket right here this is actually my corner shop i have two lanyards this is i grabbed the wrong this I, the black one is for corner shop because it works exactly like instacart and uh the purple one is for instacart that way i have my credit cards right here although i don't really um i have my phone uh, uh set up for uh ipay now so I, like most yeah. stores pretty much every store now will do apple pay so i'll just hold my phone up to the reader but sometimes right. i just swipe it um and then uh, got my. I just bought this. I had to replace my old charger. This is a. Uh, I got this at um, Staples. It's a fifty-two hundred milliamp charger. I'll get you and a couple lasts, charges. Yeah, it'll last like two days. And uh, like I just plug this into my phone, and I have like a six-foot braided cable that goes. Like I can just put this in my pocket, and then like the yep. cable goes from the 
the charger to my phone and it'll it lasts all day and this is this is a a lantern led that i i don't i actually rarely i hardly ever do night deliveries anymore but in case like i i just can't see at night anymore i got so i got my little flashlight right here this this is uh, what i use and this thing is pretty bright in fact this is going to be a video topic coming soon actually so because <laughs> we're going to be getting to daylight saving time and that's mm-hmm. going to be it's going to be important to do a topic on this so i've already got some pictures oh, i forgot to show this get yourself sharpie yeah these little sharpies that like it comes on a uh, keychain thing and it uh it detaches it's like it, it it, it hooks right here and then so what like when i'm especially when i'm at aldi uh-huh. or well even like because i almost always get paper bags it's so, like i can just take this off and then i can just write on the bag cold heavy fragile eggs whatever this one's kind of worn down i have a, i have a bunch of the they come in like a 10 or 20 pack on amazon um because i i almost always get paper bags do you have a, a bagging preference i do plastic yeah, I, I, really. I will only do paper bags if the customer requests them because the plastic bags are just much easier to pack into my coolers. They're easier to carry up the steps, especially around here. There's a lot of steps when you're doing those beachfront deliveries. So, yeah, uh, I do plastic bags by default. Uh, yeah, see, I do paper bags, but yeah, because you have your your coolers, your huge igloo coolers. <laughs> yes, I remember seeing that video of yours. I'm just like, because I've I've argued with this. With other people, I'm like, well, how are you going to carry a cooler up the stairs? Like that's why I have, I have the catering bags, and I also have the, the thirty can cooler bags I got at Walmart that you can sling over your shoulder, and like those sure. are good for if you have to climb steps. Yep, yep. Hey, no. the rust ride is here. All right. <laughs> The Sharpie, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I haven't done that. I just have my own visual way of doing it because I bag my own groceries at the store because I just think bagging is a lost art form. It doesn't matter what store you I go into. I can do into. it better than them, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and since I've worked in the supermarket business and since I've done the, the, the training, I mean, when I worked at Big Y back in the 90s, holy cow, we used to have bagging contests there. And I remember when they transitioned away from paper bags to plastic. And back then, the plastic bags were made a lot better than they are today. Today, you put two cans in them and they can rip. But um, uh, it was like an art form, how many items you can fit into the bag without making them too heavy. And Mm. we had to do that. And we had to do it quick because we were a busy store, too. And it was pretty cool. I learned a lot from it. So I use that today. And then when I'm in, in Publix, especially, and I'm bagging my own stuff, and I had <laughs> seriously the front end manager of a store on Saturday wanted to hire me on the spot. She's like, "We're mm-hmm. hiring right now." I'm like, "I'm sorry, I can't." You can't. <laughs> that that happened to me at Aldi. <laughs> Whenever I'm bagging stuff at Aldi, or um, like if people are at, wondering where something is, because like they see me with my phone in my lanyard and they think I work there, and they're like, "Do you work here?" I'm like, "No, but I can." I can probably, if you, what are you looking for? And like, uh, and I just tell them, you know, and the lady's like, uh, oh, we should work here. I'm like, you know, I, I probably could. Cause I think all the, I think they start like 15 an hour or 18 something. So I ever needed a W2, okay. I probably could work at Aldi. I really don't want to though. Um, and also I'm, right. if I was going to go back to W2 world, I mean, I have 10 years of it experience to fall back on. So 
Yeah, you, um, you'd make a few more bucks probably, but yeah, I don't, you know, I don't know if I, I would have do, my I, hourly rate. You know, yeah. right now for anybody to hire me for any kind of a W two job, they'd have to pay me more that or as much or more than what I'm making right now per hour. I mean, that's yeah. it, and 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 that's most people will not, especially. I don't have a four-year college degree. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I dropped out of the four-year college. I got a two-year degree, but never completed the four years. So, um, yeah, yeah it, it, I, I'm at a disadvantage. Yeah. Well, that's it. And you would think that would count for something, but no, not with <laughs> when the all the application process is computerized and they just summarily reject you. So that's why I'm happy doing what I do. And I don't yeah. have to worry about those vaccine mandates or any other kind of <laughs> stuff either. I am I know, vaccinated. That's, nice about... that's the interesting thing. I got the vaccine. I can actually say I got the vaccine when it was a choice. <laughs> I got vaccinated when I was doing that lift, um, lift challenge like a month ago. Okay. Because I knew I was going to be in close contact with people all day for two weeks straight. And I was just like, and I, I couldn't sleep at night. I would keep waking up in the middle of the night being like, oh, God, I'm going to get sick or I have it or what. Hmm. And I was kind of, it's really interesting because, you know, I've been out in public for, you know, obviously the last three years and especially the last year and a half with COVID. And like when they dropped the mask mandate in Florida, like, and like even before that, a lot of stores would not enforce it. They would say, like, they would have the signs on the door, but they, like, especially at Publix, I would walk in there bare right. face like this, and they wouldn't say anything unless, like, another customer complained. Then they would say something like, hey, can you put a mask on? You're making this customer nervous or whatever. I'd be like, you're fine, whatever. But um, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Am I, like, Superman or what? Because, like, I am around st- hundreds of strangers, maybe thousands of strangers all day, and we're breathing the same air. And how how have I never caught this thing by now? Like I I mean even like there's people yeah. who got COVID but like they had like you know next to no symptoms like you know maybe they lost their sense of taste or smell or both or you know they were sick for like a day or something like Joe Rogan was like sick for a day and then he got over it but he also had all these drugs he threw at it but um, my I'm, oldest daughter had COVID back in December and. Uh, we didn't know it for the first few days because she didn't run a fever. You know, remember everywhere you would go to doctor's office or anywhere and they would do the uh, temperature checks, you know, point the gun at your forehead and and do the temperature checks. And uh, we checked her temperature. Now she was saying my stomach hurt this aches, that aches. I'm like, yeah, okay. She's, she's Uh 16, 17. Uh, Tell me something new. Right. I hear this all the time. And then one day, December, 2019 or 2020, uh, 2020, December 2020. And so she came out and she said, I don't smell anything. And the cat had just dropped a huge bomb <laughs> right right outside her room because the cat box is across the hall. And I was like, you don't smell that? She's like, no, I don't smell anything. Oh, crap. We're getting you <laughs> tested right now. And we did. And they called us back in an hour like, yeah, she's got COVID. And we're like, oh, boy, here we go. And you, know, and we you didn't catch of- it? No. Nobody else in the house got it. Her younger sister didn't get it. I didn't get it. Her mother, yeah, you know, Mrs. Bulldog didn't get it. It was <laughs> it was <Bulldog>. amazing. <laughs> nobody nobody else got it. It was only her. It was it was crazy. I don't know. What is the mass to unmask ratio of people up there? Because here it's probably nobody's wearing the mask. Hardly. Really, I would say maybe ten percent at this point. Oh, it's like it's almost half here. Maybe. 
I'd say it's like between 40 and 50%. I remember there was a while where it was like 90, 95%. And then when DeSantis said, you don't need to wear a mask anymore or drop the mask, like it went from like 90 to like 10% like within a week. And then when the CDC said, oh, you still should wear a mask even if you're vaccinated, it went back up. And there's so many people now that like, I'm just like, how long are you going to wear that face diaper for? Like until the end of time? You know, I mean, look, I, I, I don't, you know, I don't wear my mask shopping, but I do it on delivery anyway. Just I don't because. even wear it on delivery. No yeah, customers I know. ever I, complain. I saw you do that. <laughs> well, I have customers come to the door and, and I would say probably 25% of the time they're wearing a mask. So mm-hmm. that, that just reaffirms to me that I'm doing the right thing, um, you know, for them because they are still looking at us as that insulation from, you know, the danger world uh, of going into the supermarket so uh i I guess when i got my vaccine i was after the two-week period after my second shot and uh and when the cdc said oh yeah if you're fully vaccinated you don't need to wear the mask anymore okay fine (laughs) i'm not wearing the mask inside the source but i did i do follow instacart's advice the other recommendation where they strongly technically they want us to wear like every time you start shopping at Publix, like this I read this, that, uh, yeah. this, yeah, this disclaimer actually is for like every single store. It's like all the rules, but yeah, like they, it, it I still see cashiers wearing plastic gloves. I'm like, what are you doing? Like those don't do anything. In fact, they make it worse because whatever you right. touch, then, then you touch something else and it goes from your glove to that. Thing. My mother would say that all the time, even when I was a kid and she would see people wearing gloves and they're handling food and then they go handle the, the, the cash with it too. Yeah. And they never change their gloves out. And she's like, what's the point? You know? yeah. <laughs> it's just, you're just contaminating everything else in the process. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, that was how many years prior to COVID? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what would you say you're, if you, if you can, narrow it down to like I was what's your single greatest delivery if you have one oh my gosh yeah there's uh there's probably two of them but I'll, I'll go with the one that's that's forefront in my mind it was uh an almost all alcohol it was mm-hmm. a, a it's like a sixty dollar payout in the app and it was only gonna take me like maybe 45 minutes to shop and deliver it was going to the beach and this customer came in to t- showed up in town at the exact same time that I showed up. Thank goodness I didn't have to wait around for anything. He gave me the ID, even helped carry some of the stuff up the stairs, and then handed me forty dollars cash on top of that. That was great. I made a hundred bucks in an hour. So, wow. uh, yeah, that that's probably the best. Uh, probably the second best one was a hundred and twenty dollar order that I got. And that I was so happy when that tip held 24 hours later. 120 payout, $120 payout. It was for like, I don't know. It was a, it I don't was know a fairly how, how big the box. Not get it. <laughs> That's what I was wondering, but, but I haven't seen those orders since. And that customer was a heavy hitter on Instacart too. So I, yeah, I, <sighs> it's like that's why i say that customer is probably still out there but somebody else is shopping it right now so you think when you came in did you think it was a tip bait i was worried i was very worried about that yeah have you ever been tip baited no or somebody took their tip back nope no and and there have been times when they should have too like the time i ran over somebody's mailbox yeah, <laughs> I lay that thing flat on the ground. I, as soon as I did, I was borrowing my wife's car, and 
I, I pulled straight into the driveway. I usually back into driveways, but it was nighttime. It was my wife's car. I wasn't familiar with it that much. I said, okay, I'll drive straight into the driveway. But it wasn't a straight driveway. The driveway had a little bit of a weave like this. So mm-hmm. I was trying to follow it back out. And I'm using relying too much on the mirrors and the backup camera. The next thing I know, bang, what the heck? I get out. Oh, crap. Went up, go knock on the door. I said, um, I got a problem. I hit your mailbox. And the guy says, oh, well, how bad is it? I said, yeah, I hit it pretty good. He was says, it like on a wooden post? Or? Yeah, it was. It was rotten. Yeah. It was rotten wood. Uh, and uh, I said, it's laying flat on the ground. I said, I don't know what you did. I said, I've never done this before. This has never happened to me before. I guess I should give you my information. I'll pay for it. You know, if you want to go through yeah. insurance, whatever, but I'll, I'll pay you cash for it. Whatever you tell me, I'll, I'll you know, and the guy's like, looked at it. He says, don't even worry about it. Just, <laughs> just go. I said, you sure? I said, here, I'll give you my number, everything, whatever you want. He's like, no, you're good. Just have, a, have a better night. <laughs> like, oh yeah. my gosh. So, yeah. Yeah, That's, but I, when I, I looked at that, it was the wood was pretty rotten. I think yeah. you knew it. <laughs> the closest the, I've never broken anything doing Instacart, but I when I briefly did Task Rabbit last year, um, I had this job. It was like an entire afternoon of like cl- basically cleaning up this lady's shop. It was like a this like furniture, not like a store. Maybe it was like an online store. It wasn't like a, a store store because it was like in a one of those warehouse district things. And they were just moving everything from the warehouse to like U-Haul storage, and it was like just all these real tacky nick. Like it wasn't antiques, and I remember moving like it was like a lamp, and I dropped it and just shattered in a million pieces. I'm like, oh shit! I'm like, I was like, oh, I think TaskRabbit has like insurance or something. Like they'll, and she's like, you know what? That thing was hideous, anyways. You did me a favor. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So. But yeah, yeah, that that was probably my biggest mishap. I don't think I've had any others. I've dropped a cantaloupe one time uh, right in the customer's driveway. And that was uh, right about the time that I figured out that you can actually refund items while you're making uh, the delivery. Before yeah. you swipe complete delivery, you can actually refund items. Um, I'll tell you what, there's one tip, and I haven't mentioned this in any of my videos yet. There was a customer who ordered, uh, she says, oh, can you grab me a half a dozen eggs on the way out? And it was too late. I already swiped checkout. I'm in the checkout line. I said, I'm sorry. I'm already checking out. I, I can't. I got out to the parking lot, and that thing just kept nagging in my head. She's ordering a half a dozen eggs. She's out at Portofino, you know, those high rises that, that we talked about in the beginning of the, of the podcast. And I said, you know what? There's a reason why she's ordering those eggs. So I loaded everything into the car, went back into the store. It was like eighty nine cents for the half dozen eggs. It's gonna show the uh, the thumbnail, the the yep. high rises right there. Yep, yep. They're seven. They're about seven miles from the store, so um, it, it's pretty significant to get to get there. And I said, "That's it. I'm buying the half dozen eggs." Went back in, paid cash, delivered uh-huh. it, and when I got to the door, I said, "Here's your eggs." And she uh-huh. looked at that. She says, "Hang on a minute." Came back out with a fifteen dollar cash tip. <laughs> my goodness what can you know that, that that was just so rewarding right there yeah <laughs> I, when you deliver out to these uh to the beach out here yep um how long do you have to deadhead back to a store 
Because those, those orders have mile to drive back. Okay. If I go out to those towers, which is the, about the end of that delivery area from the Gulf Breeze store, that's about seven miles. Yeah. So right. yeah, that's a deadhead ride back. Yeah. So they have to be pretty high paying to make it worth it. Basically forty dollars or more. Yeah, for oh, me okay. to go out there. Plus, you have to pay a dollar toll just to get there, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> one dollar one way. That's okay. You know, yeah. that's why when I do Uber Eats orders out there, it's like you better be paying me at least twelve bucks for this delivery. I'm not doing a four dollar Chick Fil A order. No, oh, I'm not yeah. doing it under any circumstances. But especially if I have to go across that bridge. Nope. <laughs> what would you say is your weirdest? Not necessarily the worst, but just weird. Okay. Something bizarre. I had this. This happened to me earlier this summer. There was a a, a high rise building in another zone uh, to the east of me in, in Destin, actually, and I forget the name of the community, but it's um this place was built like Fort Knox. It was a high rise uh complex. There was a few high rise buildings, and for some reason, this customer had not showed up yet. So she said, "You have to get the key from from the front office." And then they'll let you in and, and you know, you, you can put the cold stuff away because we won't be in for a few hours. So I'm like, hmm, okay, you're tipping me that the tip itself was like 50 bucks. I'm like, sure, I'll do it. So um, I get there, can't get in the front door into the lobby area. That's you, you need a card to scan to get in. Finally, I got in. There's no front office there. I had everything. This is a big order, like 60, 70 some items. I had my wagon full. I had my cooler uh with me there uh, there was no way for me to get up to this place because i didn't have a key like oh shoot what do i have to do i finally figured it out the customer had no idea either where the office was because she had never been there before and i'm like oh no Uh so figured it out the front office is actually back down the road a little bit oh so i get there (laughs) so i get the key the guy's like no problem signed it out give him my id and all that stuff Go back in. I have to reload everything back into the car and up out of the car. Got in there. Okay, which uh, elevator? Now you have to punch in codes for this elevator because the elevators take you right up to your suite. Well, I didn't know which elevator to use. So I kept (laughs) going down the line trying to find this damn elevator that I had no idea where I was going. Then finally, I get up and I'm in this place and I'm like, I guess this is it. And so I start unloading and then I hear hear voices in the other room like, oh, crap, it was somebody coming in. I guess there's a hallway entrance and it was the the uh, complex staff that came in and like, how are you enjoying your stay so far? I said, no, I'm just a delivery guy. I just got here. <laughs> and they're like, oh, they surprised me. I was surprising them. It was just like and they're looking at me and I'm looking at them like, eh, who are you? Should I be worried? <laughs> but they, I mean, they had their company shirts on, so it wasn't yeah. too bad. But that was weird. It was frustrating. And it was, yeah, it, it was just plain weird just because of that building. And anytime I have to do any more deliveries to that, especially if they're food deliveries, I tell the customer, meet me out front. <laughs> I'm not trying to get into your place. No way. I'm not going through that again. <laughs> I don't know if you have them out there, but we like I do a lot of um, towards Oviedo or if I'm doing Amazon, I'll way out by the beach. Like a lot of the, there's like dirt roads like in the country, middle of nowhere. I had, I had to do one today for um, my Whole Foods delivery. And it's so annoying because I'm in a, you know, my my Honda Fit. It's not a SUV like you have. 
So, and it's yeah, funny I got because, gas guzzler at $3 yeah. a gallon. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's funny. I was on my way to make this delivery, and it starts raining. It only rained for like five minutes. And then, and then like, as soon as it dries up, now I'm going down a dirt road. So my car is wet from the rain, and I'm coughing up dirt from the dirt road. And then when I get out of the car, my white car is just filthy. Um, I don't know. Do you guys have roads like that out there? Are you there are some roads. It's that red clay dirt. Yeah. Uh, you know, we yeah. have a lot of that around here. It's either that or it's sand. It's one or the other. It, it's, mm. it, there, there's no in-between. There's no real mud. It's just like that red clay or, or sand. And sand, you got to be careful with around here. That stuff is really soft. You can get into yeah. trouble real quick if I you're do not like the, careful. The nice thing about the dirt roads, though, is that they're quiet. Because like your car is like there's it's not an asphalt where it's not as much friction. It's just the I like to dirt. keep my car clean, so I'll take the paved yeah. roads any day. Oh, but yeah, again, if you're paying me enough, I'll go down dirt road. I'll get that <laughs> thing filthy. That's what they make car washes for. <laughs> but um, yeah, probably uh, the scariest delivery I can tell you about one that I had it's talking about night deliveries and having this little flashlight right here. Mm-hmm. I the the instructions were to leave the order in the wagon that's in the front yard next to the driveway. Okay, I'll do that. So I pull up to the house. Of course, there's no lights on. Why would anybody turn on their lights for a night delivery knowing that you're coming? That's why you need this. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. So this guy, so I, I keep this thing. Every time I step out of the car, I put it in my back pocket. That's why I love this one, because I can just do that. And... I heard something, a little rustling in the leaves, and I thought it might have been a critter. But I'm like, that was not a critter. I turned that light on and shined it right. There was a guy standing right there by the bushes next to his house. And I said, (laughs) you scared the shit out of me, buddy. And he's like, oh, sorry. I said, why are you just standing there like that in the dark? I said, I'm out. Bye. Here's your stuff. And I left. I got out of there. I I just. (laughs) Yeah, I that's. I mean, I said those exact words, too. (laughs) (laughs) I I never swear in front of a customer, but I did that time. (laughs) Uh, Best and worst public restrooms wherever you are. (laughs) Okay, the best ones, Publix, because they clean them frequently. Mm -hmm. Oh, God, the worst ones. Oh jeez, uh, the they're, they're all pretty bad. They're just all pretty bad, you know. CVS, CVS. <laughs> I've, never, I've never even seen a CVS with a with a restroom. Yeah, we 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 have a couple around here like that. It, it, they're yeah, no. It's like really, you're supposed mm-hmm. to be a pharmacy about health and mm-hmm. stuff, and you have this. Um, if you're asking for places to shop, if you're asking for for other you know public restrooms, oh, I can think of worse places actually. <laughs> Well, I mean, you do DoorDash and Uber Eats on that stuff too. So, yep, yep, that's yeah. right. Uh, no, I, I I luck out pretty well with those. You know, um, you know, there are a lot of Starbucks orders or or you know some smaller regional chain restaurants that that are that are good. Um, but yeah, you know, Chipotle, um, mm. Sonny's, Dickies, Barbecue, um, those uh, Sonny's Barbecue. Oh my gosh, I did. I did a um, Grubhub order for them. I hate doing those orders because you usually have to wait for those. Do you have Sonny's Barbecue in your area? Yeah, there's one right down the road. Okay. Yeah. I actually eat there like once a month. 
Yeah, I mean, it's great good. food. I love it, yeah. but I hate doing orders from there because I usually have to wait a long time. It's like they don't start it until I arrive for some reason. It doesn't matter what platform I'm doing it on. <laughs> it's the same mm-hmm. story. And then Denny's. I, I almost walked out of a Denny's order tonight. It was my last order of the day, and I'm like, I got a podcast to do. I got to get going. You, where's the stuff? And they're they're bringing the bag out, and then they didn't even have all the stuff in it. I was like, oh, there's supposed to be an apple juice on this. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, I waited 20 minutes for this, and you still can't even get it right. You know, <laughs> for eight dollars and sixty cents. Yeah. Then I had to drive to 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 the customer's house after that. Yeah, I wasn't happy. Did you say you're in Central Time Zone? Yeah, we are. Oh, I thought all of Florida was Eastern. Where's See, the line? That, uh, the line is just west of Tallahassee. So if you look at the map where uh, Alabama and Georgia are, the border, that's mm-hmm. actually the line right there. So if you just keep going further south, which takes you right through the Apalachicola area, mm-hmm. um, that that's that's about where the line is. So it's really just west of Tallahassee, not far. Oh, something I always wondered since I was a kid, does Pensacola have anything to do with Pepsi-Cola? No, we actually have a Coca-Cola bottling plant here, though. <laughs> Not a bottling plant, but a distributing uh, plant right off the interstate. <laughs> I remember being a little kid looking at a Atlas or something, and I'm like, there's a city called Pensacola. That looks a lot like Pepsi-Cola. <laughs> well, uh, Pepsi-Cola is Southern Original, right? You know, yeah. That's what they have on the, uh, on the tractor well, trailers. A cola is like a type of seed or something. It's actually, they use it as a spice sometimes, like the actual cola flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably some Indian name. Uh, I would have to say there's a lot of uh, Indian names around here too. Oh yeah, like, and then you have uh, I'm in well, Seminole County. Well, yeah, yeah, there you have it. Uh, we, we we have a lot of the um, oh, I'm trying to remember the name of the tribes right now. They they've got casinos and everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, wow, talk about it, a brain it, fart. You but, know what's funny um, is uh, like if you have I don't know if you use Waze or Google, but if you have the voice, where it Waze. gives a the, yeah, I use ways too. If you do the turn by turn directions, uh-huh. those those Indian names on the roads, you have no idea how they like. It'll just spit it out like that. So there's Ekinlakahatchee Trail over here. Yeah, as long as they can say uh, Choctahatchee or <laughs> or Escambia. Escambia is actually a, a that's the county that I'm in, Escambia County. That's mm-hmm. actually an Indian name. Has to do with the river. I can't remember exactly what it what it translates yeah, to. But and, yeah, from up north, everything's Indian names too. So it's like. Yeah, especially when you get up into New England. You know, like in yeah. Maine, you have the Abenaki Indians, and then you get a little further south. Uh, like in Connecticut, you'll have the uh, the Mashantucket Pequot tribe. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, there, there's 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 several others around there too. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it depends on the region that you're in. I know. As soon as we end, I'm going to think of like 50 other questions I should <laughs> ask. But I was like, I was looking forward to this interview because like it'll be nice to talk Instacart with. Not only somebody else, but a, a guy. Because I think you're the first male Instacart shopper I've had on who, like, well, except I did, I interviewed Steve like a year ago. He's the one who wrote the book, but oh, okay. um, he, he doesn't do YouTube. Um, but a lot of people, like, so many guys, like, I, like DoorDash Dad, UDM, uh, Tanner Markley, I don't know if you watch him. There's like, I hate, bit of I hate shopping. They're like, I hate shopping. That's, you know, it's, I don't know, it's for women or something. Like, I like, I like Instacart so much better than DoorDash, Uber Eats, Grubhub mm-hmm. because you're out of the car so much more. And actually, yes. I think, was I showing you this off air? But so, you know, I ran for about an hour before I started work this morning. 
and I have my Fitbit. And so I am up to um, just under, I'll hit 20,000 steps tonight. I'm at 19,933 right now. Yeah. Um, it's funny because like actually I, that's a lot of calories burned. And actually I wasn't really that hungry for dinner. How many just, calories do you think that is that you burned? Oh, I can tell you in a second. It, it tells you right on the Fitbit. So I've burned 3,517. Oh, that's pretty good. It says I've gone a total of 11.1 miles. Now, how far do you run when you do your running? Uh, About six and a quarter miles, something like that. Okay, so that, that's pretty good. I used to, when I was in high school, I ran, I did cross country, hated every minute of it. I'm a bicycle guy. I love bicycling. I, I I, there's there's a bunch know. of high schools around here, and I see all these teenagers that every day, like right about three o'clock, they're all running in a, in a line. All the boys have their shirts off, and the girls are just running with sports bras on or tank tops or whatever. Uh-huh. It's pretty funny. Like, <laughs> you know, you're run, like running in the sun when it's, 80 90 degrees like these people are nuts i i run at six in the morning when it's still dark out and even yeah. then like it's like 73 degrees 72 dew point 97 yeah, right? humidity <laughs> yeah i i just actually got back on the bike uh last week because the weather has actually went from like 92 to 87 so it's like okay i can actually start riding again I know. and so i did like 20 miles yesterday and uh yeah that burns about a thousand calories stuff like that is it kind of makes me want to move back north or maybe Virginia or the Carolinas or something. You know? When I lived in New Hampshire, it was tough. Uh, you couldn't bicycle about eight months out of the year just because of all the crap on the roads, you know, from yeah. the salt and sand and, and the like. I'd have to wait for that stuff to, you know, clear up, which is usually May. And then mm-hmm. in November, it's getting cold again that you can't. It's like, oh, forget this. I'm not doing it. So you only had those few months to, to actually get some good riding in. Yeah. So it was it was frustrating. But the summer yeah. you could bicycle all summer. Here the summer months are my off months, so I can bicycle year round otherwise. Well, we've been going ninety minutes. Um been that long? Holy cow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, th- uh, this was a lot of fun. If you want to be on the Sunday show as a guest, just let me know sometime. It doesn't matter what week. Um, Anytime you want me, I can do it. <laughs> yeah, we do Sundays at eight my time, so that's seven your time. Right. Do you yeah, work so. uh I it's funny. You said you take Monday and Tuesdays off. Typically, yeah, I do. Okay. So I used to do that, but I, Monday is actually one of the busiest days. You know, well, with Instacart, and Mondays I think, are up and down for me. Tuesdays are, are flatline; just yeah. doesn't matter. It's that's been a constant throughout. But Mondays, yeah. yeah, I mean, some Mondays I can do okay, but most of the time I just don't even try. Well, what I was gonna say is, I think ninety percent of the orders on. Mondays on Instacart are all people that couldn't get a spot on Sunday. Hmm. So I think that's why Mondays are, are pretty good. Yeah, because I used to do – I used to take Tuesdays and Wednesdays off, and then I went – I started taking Monday and Tuesdays off because it's kind of annoying, like the way that my – like I would sleep in on Sunday, but then have to get up early on Monday, and then, and then you know, go – so I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to take Monday and Tuesdays off because I don't want to um, – you know, just because of the sleep schedule and that stuff. So I may do a few hours Sunday afternoon because I'll do church in the morning. And then uh, if I'll do a few hours in the afternoon, maybe if I have to make up a few bucks or if I need to earn a couple extra Mm -hmm. bucks for something. But 
uh, lately, I've just been packing it all in. Like I said, th- during the summertime has mostly been four days worth of work. Again, some of them being very long days, of course. But um, I'm g- having to get back into more of a five-day pattern again just because um, that summer tourist season is going to be ending real soon. And I think when it ends, it's going to hurt because <laughs> <laughs> I've been cashing in on it all along. So, Have you tried Amazon Flex? No, I haven't. I would try. I don't know if you have any Whole Foods around there, but um, it's yeah, worth Whole it Foods just is like for an the Whole hour Foods. away. Yeah, oh, is it? yeah, yeah, it's in Destin. That, that's about an hour away. There's a Whole Foods, the one in Alton Springs, about a half hour away from me, and uh, but it's worth it because they those Whole Foods customers they tip really well, hmm. and uh, I've I've shown it. If you follow me on Instagram, which actually I I know you said that you don't do social media, but I highly recommend right. everybody use. I like Instagram the best because it's pretty positive and like you can share stuff in real time. You know, okay. um, it's not like Twitter where everybody's just arguing about politics, you know? Um, yeah, I ain't got time for all that. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, um, so I, I, I showed like my, in fact, I could bring it up, but, it, um, I can make like 40, 40 bucks an hour doing those whole foods deliveries through Amazon flex. Cause you only get two hour blocks hmm. And it just depends. The problem is, like, it's a huge gamble. You never know where you're going until you get your route. You never know if you have one stop or 15 or whatever. But, uh, all right, let me show you. Trying to find. Here we go. All right. So this is, see where it says Wednesday, September 29th? Yep. 2 to 4 p.m. I made $83 in two hours. Holy cow. $53 in tips. Now, are these real big orders or uh, like bulky items or anything? They or all, do, it's just, it's just it's, like shopping at Publix. You don't do any shopping. It's all delivery only. It's, what? Yeah. That's just delivery. Holy shnikes. Yeah. That's why I recommend everybody. I might have to do that and take a trip to Destin once in a while just to, yeah. to do that. But they only do two hour blocks. Can you do yeah. like several two hour blocks or is it they um, allocate it? Amazon's weird. Like they. Trying to get a block on Amazon is like trying to get a batch on Instacart now. Like, hmm. you can go on the app at any time. I'm. Let me see. Uh, I, I actually just signed up for Point Pickup. I'm waiting for the background check to clear. Oh yeah, those are pretty much just Walmart. Oh right, so, God, no! I don't. I don't want to do Walmart orders. I don't do them on Uber Eats. I get bombarded with those. So this is like their queue. Like you just have to keep re- hitting refresh and okay. maybe a block will appear. And usually mm. this time of night, it'll be a, like a 3 a.m. block. Cause, but I mean, Amazon Flex is... You can, and you're delivering multiple orders, right? Yeah, you fill up your entire car. Okay. Yeah, again, if you follow me on Instacart, I po- or Instagram, um, I'll, I post pictures on there, like especially like on the stories that disappear after 24 hours, um, like of my entire car just packed to the gills you know <laughs> which there's pros and cons of that i mean I, it's like at uh whole foods like everything's in brown paper bags and they seal them see but you don't know what's in them they mm. might write eggs on it maybe but they don't okay. write what's fragile you don't know like and they'll put two gallons of milk in there so you pull it out of the fridge all of a sudden it's like 20 pounds you know or um yeah anyway we're getting way off topic so um <laughs> No, but, you gave me something to think about. Actually, yeah. that, that's good. You know, I was gonna say, you know what, Whole Foods, or Amazon Flex doesn't have a referral program like most other apps. So 
if you join, I'm not going to get a referral or anything like that. Uh-huh. There's a, although if you want to join Deliver That, I get a ten dollar referral. Deliver That they do uh, catering orders, and uh, I think you've done some videos on that. Yeah, I did too, it I, about two months ago. Yeah, and you they usually they'll ask you to like set things up, right? Yeah, it's usually, you're just delivering from like um, Olive Garden to like some office party mm-hmm. usually, and they're actually I, every Deliver That order I've done, they've all been to doctors and dentist office, and they're all put on by pharmaceutical reps, you know, who are doing a luncheon where they try to sell oh, yeah. the doctor on their products or whatever. So Leo's yeah. like, where's my dinner? Aw. Ten minutes, dude. <laughs> 9.45 is when I have an automatic feeder for them. So I feed oh. them I feed them once a day at 9.45, then I don't have to worry about it for 24 hours. They're and my like, alarm. They, they remind like the, me when it's time. Yeah, it's it's nice that like it's this compart like this tray with like five compartments. It's kind of like a lazy Susan kind of thing, or it's like a turntable, and like it'll just whenever you set your uh, feeding times to it, just it rotates it, and like the other four are blocked. So then it just, um, but like they get their canned food at nine forty five, and then at two a.m., and then uh, they get dry food the rest of the day. So, all right, we're going super cool. long. Thanks to Brian hey, for being on. I put link to your you. channel in the description below. I when appreciate hit, that. Um, hopefully, you'll hit a thousand subscribers by you know the end of the year or whatever. When you hit a thousand subs, that's when you get the community tab, and that's where you can start. I want to have do like, that. your own little Twitter within YouTube, you know. And yeah, uh, I we, love what you post. That uh, you, you did yeah. the question earlier today about oh, the polls, where, where's yeah, yeah where, where's all the the restaurant and fast food workers gone? Yeah, I I can't. And it's true, it I can't figure it out either. Yeah, yeah I I don't know. <laughs> How do they support themselves? You know, cats are the best. Yeah. All right, so thanks for watching. Good. The audio of this will drop at midnight, of course. If you're watched all this far, you're probably not going to listen to the audio podcast. But um, I, I should I should plug that at the beginning of the show because like people they don't want to sit and watch the show for like ninety minutes or two hours. Well, unless you're Pedro, uh, we got a spam bot in the chat. All right, let's end this now. Thanks a lot. I'll see you on Sunday. Bye. Go get him. Got to do the outro. <laughs>